Loyal listeners to another episode of True North Nerds. Yay! This week, uh, we're trying something new with, with the recording, so you you may have to bear with us a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, hopefully, it will sound better. Uh, we'll see how the rest of it goes. But in the meantime, we're here with Kevin. Hello, Ryan. Hello, and Jen. Hi. This week, we are going to face the music, just like Bill and Ted, because we're going to review Bill and Ted face the music. We're Yay. also we're also going to get a little bit of a review of New Mutants, because uh, Kevin managed to go see it. The, the rest of us, unfortunately, have not. And as per usual, we have the news. Not a lot of news, but we do have some news. Ryan, what's in it this week? Um, I guess we might as well start off with this. Well, with we had some sad news this week. Mm-hmm. But now everyone else already already heard, but uh yes, we had uh uh Marvel star movie star bunch of different movies, I guess, you know. Uh Chad Chadwick Chad Bozeman passed away at the at the age of forty three. He uh had was it pancreatic cancer or was it colon uh, cancer? Colon cancer. Either way, he had the big C, and uh, he'd been fighting apparently for the last four years uh, in quiet, and uh, finally, uh, yeah, didn't win that fight. So, yeah, it's sad because, like, it, you know, he it wasn't that old of a guy. Like he no. he's in like our general age range. Yeah, he was yeah, forty-two. 43. I know. So sad. Yeah. And like and the thing about him is uh other than Black Panther, no, I haven't seen 21 Bridges yet. I kind of want to see it this as soon as possible uh, along with uh Defy Bloods which is on Netflix. Uh the movies he appeared in other than Black Panther, not spectacular, but he was always good in them. Like you, you could tell. Like this guy is got something, and especially uh, forty two, the the Jackie Robinson movie. He's excellent in the the movie itself. Is eh, it's it's all right. It's not fantastic, but it, it's okay. But the but his performance in it is terrific. He's a fantastic actor. We have lost a, a, a great one. You know, I learned uh, from another podcast this week that his, uh, his schooling was paid for by Denzel Washington. Mm. He got a full scholarship to university because Denzel saw him and like, yeah, you're the next guy we need in Hollywood. So, well, Yeah, part of that story was, I guess, he actually, De- yeah, Denzel had sent a, paid for a bunch of him and, uh, him and his classmates to go to... The Juilliard, whatever they, they were in 
one school in like North America. They got sent to the one in England, that big te- the big acting school there for a while. Uh, he paid, yeah, and he sent them and paid for them for all that. And it was one of those. I think he thanked them at like the Oscars or something. But one of these big. Uh, he did, big- yes. Mm. But yeah, that was pretty cool. To it was a pretty cool story on both ends. Yeah, and like, and just like other certain things that have have come out, like uh, Angela Bassett wrote in her kind of uh, social media eulogy that the interesting thing about their relationship is she had met him when I think she uh, got a tour of the the school he was at, or or she was getting an honorary degree or something at the same school. And he was the student assigned to show her around the grounds that day. Oh wow! Yeah, like <laughs> like, and there's he really seems to be like one of the good ones, which is sad. Like it's cliche that everybody says good things about you when you're dead, but nobody was saying bad things about this guy when he was alive either. Yeah, <laughs> and he seemed to grasp also. Like, we all know that superhero movies are, they're entertainment. You can say certain things through them. But at the end of the day, it's guys in costumes kind of punching one another for a lot of them. But he seemed to get how important Black Panther was going to be as not only a film, Mm -hmm. but kind of a a cultural stepstone for those types of movies. And he was right. Like, um, I can't remember his name. The guy who's playing Shang-Chi in Master of Kung Fu. So he came out and said, basically, like, I wouldn't have had this job if he hadn't done Black Panther. Because mm. he he had an added gravitas to that character. Like, you took that character seriously. And, like, the amount of work he put into it shows on the screen. Yeah. Did you see the, the bunch of kids were making... Um, uh, Little tributes? Little tributes with their action figures. Yeah. So it was like they yeah, had their Black Marvel. Panther uh, action figure lying down, and all the other Marvel heroes standing around. And then the kids were doing the Wakanda Forever sign. Um, and there was a couple of them, and I thought that was really sweet. Mm. Yeah. It's also kind yeah. of fascinating from like the point of view of like this guy was sick when he was making all these movies. Yes. Obviously, it got much worse. He he must have been pretty good. In the in Civil War and Black Panther recording territory, but like you know, it's it. Ryan Coogler's statement about it was he he didn't know like that that, that the entire time he has known Chadwick Boseman, Chadwick Boseman has had cancer and he had no idea. Yeah. I wonder if that's because why there wasn't uh, Black Panther wasn't in Infinity War as much. Like when he came back, he there wasn't, if I recall correctly, in like the big battle scenes, there wasn't any shots of him fighting, or not many anyway. And mm. again, well, he wasn't a pretty good. Yeah. He ran around with the Infinity Gauntlet for a while. Did he? I don't remember. Yeah. Or he got it, he got at it least the cool. digital version of him did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah or how much him. of it was him? Yeah, well, that could be said. It, it's. I I'm kind of curious. Part of me says Disney knew. Because they did, like, the fact that Black Panther 2 wasn't being really fast-tracked. It was one Mm -hmm. of those ones that we only kind of got, like, 
a little bit of a schedule for, but not as much yeah. as the rest of it. It kind of says to me that that they thought he was going to pull through, but maybe they that he wasn't. But at the same time, if Ryan Coogler, the director and like co-writer of these movies, didn't have any idea that he was sick, well, you know, like. I I think that they they had to let Disney, he must have had to let Disney know if they're going to base a big franchise off of him like this, like Black Panther being the franchise and have him be the, they're going to need to know what's happening. Yeah. Panther uh, 5 planned, like, way to know something's going to happen to their main star. Yeah, and I, I guess you could also bring up like the 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 reality of in order to be in one of these big movies, you need health insurance. Like you you get a physical mm. pretty much uh, when you do it. So that I would assume yeah. that now that you mention it, yeah, that Disney hires up maybe new and just we're hoping that and maybe it wasn't maybe it only get, like yeah. cancer is one of those things that sometimes it can like be okay, be okay, be okay, and then you're not, and then you're dead. Like it's it's one of those things that can be take you quick, or sometimes it can be long and drawn out where you think you're winning and then suddenly you're not. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it, and as I have said publicly many a time, cancer doesn't care if you're rich or poor. It it will, it will get you if it, it decides to. And yeah, yeah, it's it's too bad. It's I I'm I'm liking the degree of respect that this is getting though <laughs> it's like yeah. there, there's everybody seems to be very respectful of the, the whole thing and yeah disney and I mean, disney's tribute video was was quite good i'm hoping that when they continue with black panther 2 that they have shuri step in and become black panther i think that would be amazing i I kind of think that's the only way you can go, really, to, and respect mm-hmm. the to respect the actor who played the original role. Recasting would be a mistake. Like yeah, that, that would so just would. be a bad, bad idea. Well, but they they might if they did a like a quote unquote recast, it would be another like fight to become Black Panther or fight to become because wasn't that the Black Panther movies that they were? Oh, he was fighting to become king. Uh, yeah. Um, or you know, somebody steals the flower, or whatever it is. I, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. Yeah, no, and, you know, that's how a new Black Panther shows up, right? Well, yeah, he had to fight to become yeah. the king because his father passed. But yeah, like, that wouldn't be a recasting. A recasting would be if they had someone else come out and play T'Challa. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's, what that's what I'm why I said, "quote yeah. unquote" recasting. Yeah, yeah. But like Shuri no, had they, been in the comics before; she's taken up the mantle of Black Panther. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I to, think that would be a phenomenal way to do it. To me, yeah. it's the it's the way you take that the the legacy of Black Panther in terms of a cultural stance forward that much more. Is we we gave little boys yeah. a black superhero to to rally behind. Now we can give little girls the same thing. Yeah. So I just found an article on uh, comic book resources. That says, according to THR, uh, Tevin Feige received an urgent but vague email on August 28th, uh, but then read the message. But by then, uh, within an hour of receiving it, but by then, Bosman uh, had already passed away. Uh, it says he 
Marvel uh, CEOs were aware of his we're actually preparing to start this in this they were planning on getting to, to work on it so he believed that he was going to uh, to beat the illness mm. but uh, yeah sadly did not yeah and we we will get one more Black Panther performance out of him apparently uh, from all indications he had recorded his voiceover bit for the the What If animated series for mm-hmm. at least one or two episodes that involved his character. So cool. Um, I I've I, somebody asked me what to do with the next Black Panther movie to explain his absence, and the I I came up with a scenario that I think kind of fits what might be sort of hinted at anyways. I, I don't know if Ryan Coogler is going to do the movie now. I, I would not be at all surprised if he steps away. What's your idea? Um, um I, it, I think uh, you follow up on those rumors of uh, Atlantis attacking. You have, uh, you have a tidal wave hit Wakanda, and oh. that's how T'Challa unfortunately meets his end. And Shuri's got to step up to the plate. It's a, it's, it's sort of a, it seems like a cop out by just killing him off screen. But at the same time, it sort of matches. It, it would match kind of the sadness of the real world in a weird way. Like you know, survive, came back from from the Infinity War into Endgame, only to be taken out by a fucking tidal wave. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's what they'll do. Part of me thinks they're not going to follow up Black Panther now. I it is that his character will just sort of disappear. <laughs> Shuri will take over, but there might not be a sequel to the actual Black Panther movie for quite some time. Yeah, like the, this throws mm. that whole production in a loop. So, all right, do you have happier news to move on to, uh, Ryan? Uh yes. Uh, Hasbro has announced their own their own uh, digital con called the Hasbro Pulse Con. It'll be a two day virtual convention taking place September twenty fifth and twenty sixth on the Hasbro Pulse YouTube channel. There will cool. be product reveals, giveaways, special appearances, announcements, and more. And it should be featuring all all of our favorite brands like Transformers and My Little Pony and GI Joe. And Marvel and Star Wars and Power Rangers and pretty much anything that they sell on through the Hasbro Pulse website, they'll be doing stuff with. Mask. I hope we get some mask. Uh, that'll just get pulled into the G.I. Joe stuff. It should. I, I mm. hope it does. I think they did do a few uh, of the characters as three and three quarter inch figures before the, uh, the end of the last real big run of three and three quarter. Inch. You'd have to ask it. They definitely did a oh, Matt yeah. tracker. They did him twice. Yeah. He was part, he came out solo. I, the, uh, Snowhawk cosplay can correct us on this, but I want to say it was during like the 25th anniversary run of figures. And then they, he was part of uh, a San Diego box set that just celebrated Hasbro. The one that uh, had yeah. like, Jet fire and it had a GI Joe and it had a visionary and it had some micronauts. Yeah. I remember the set. Yeah, that's cool. So we have that to look forward to. 
right. Um, Yay. So uh, we have some Mulan news. So we all know that this actual coming weekend, Mulan will be available, uh, I guess, in theaters and through Disney Plus if you want to pay for it. But if you want to wait and you have Disney Plus, you can wait. You only have to wait till December 4th for it to be oh, added nice. to uh, Disney Plus for no charge. I kind of want to see that in theaters. So I, do I. I was surprised to hear that Mulan was going to be on Disney Plus so soon. Especially with the whole charging for it to be on, wait to have it now and all that stuff. Yeah. I figured it was going to be like a year before it was on Disney Plus. At least that they put it on home video first and sell a bunch of Blu-rays and then put it out there. But yeah. maybe they figured this way they'll get more subscriptions or at least yeah, they're, they're probably trying to get they're probably trying to get December subscriptions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and some more Disney Plus news. Uh, so today, the official Mandalorian Twitter account uh, gave us a release date for Season 2 of The Mandalorian. It is October 30th. Mm-hmm. Yay! So, awesome. uh, so get ready for, you know, get all of your... More your, Baby your, Yoda! Your, yep, your, the child merch ready. Shine up your armor, and uh, I guess we'll finally find out uh, if all those different rumors we heard of different castings and characters... If it was true or not, you know, just got two months, just over, no, just under two months to wait now. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that series so much. We sort yeah. of started a little bit of a rewatch not too long ago with Jen's brother-in-law, and it just was a reminder of how good it was. Yeah, Baby Yoda still freaking adorable. Do you think adorable. it's coming out? Do you think it's coming out uh, now? Uh, this seems a slightly earlier than I expected it to come because they couldn't get Falcon and Winter Soldier finished for this time slot. Uh, do you think that has anything to do with it? I think that's definitely, it, it might not be the whole reason, but definitely part of it. They, they, <laughs> they need something. Yeah. And, and they need well, something that'll yes. pull people in week after week. Like, it, you, you know, that's just long enough to go past the, the, the one month subs- free subscriber. Well, and right. th- if you think about it, this is about one year since the start of Disney Plus. Was it not end of October, beginning of November time period when yeah, we got Disney Plus? Somewhere around there. It's close. So all, all those people that just signed up for like, oh, well, one year, I'll try it. Well, now they got to sign up again for another year to continue watching The Mandalorian. Yeah. Hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm curious what the... The the uh, the jaw dropper in the first episode to hook everybody this year is Ahsoka. Could be. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I'm sure there's something because we haven't even gotten a teaser trailer for that yet. No. It'll be a middle aged Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could be. Next. Next. Uh, okay, so not as fun of news. Um, the G.I. Joe Snake Eyes movie was originally scheduled to come out on October 23rd. It's been moved to October 22nd, 2021. Yep. So next year. Womp womp. <laughs> womp womp, indeed. So all those movie tie-in action figures that were supposed to come out will get delayed, which would probably be good for our wallets. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's also so. the reason why we got the the figure so soon to, to begin with, right? That that whole way that whole first wave is sort of the to tie in with the fact that Snake Eyes movie was coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, so. Well, that's why I'm sure that's why they started putting them out when they put them out. Yeah. And so another movie that was originally scheduled for this September has now been pushed back. Uh, It got pushed a few times. Remember The Kingsman? Yep. Oh, yeah, I want to see that too. It was supposed to come out this September. Now it's not coming out until February 26th, 2021. Yeah. Mm. This year sucks. It sure is a dumpster fire, that's for sure. Yeah, that's... And there's still uh, a uh, U.S. election to, to go through, too. Oh, God. Thankfully, there's a rock flying through space that's supposed to come real close the day before. You know, maybe maybe it'll just hit us and it'll end everything and we will not have to worry about 2020 anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but I'd like to see 2021. Eh, it's overrated. <laughs> that's there's a hipster saying for you. <laughs> It's Ryan. Ryan's over twenty twenty one before it even happens. Yeah, <laughs> I was over twenty twenty one before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, we've got some Eternals news. We do. We do. Uh, you know how the movie has been called The Eternals? Yeah. Well, they've changed the title. Is it just Eternals now? Bingo, Jen. Oh my God! They the dropped the the. Whoop de doo. They did. <laughs> It's and now it, Marvel's it, Eternals, right? Yeah. Well, at least as far as I know, it's just, from the thing I saw, just it's just Eternals. But yeah, it's probably Marvel's Eternals. And uh, it still has a, a date of February 12th, 2021. Yes. I better buy some like movie vouchers for next year because it sounds like we're going to be in the movies a lot. Yeah, we might we might want to say, can, like, hey, these seats, can we rent them from now until eh, August? <laughs> <laughs> these are our seats. For for every big premiere movie, you don't even have to wipe them down. Just keep them for us. Yeah, <laughs> put a little barrier around it. Maybe some engraved name plates. Next, any more news? Uh, nah, that's it for uh, me. I got a couple. You guys I got, got one. I know you guys got stuff, so go for it. Uh, mine is uh, about my favorite franchise, Star Trek. Um, two pieces of Star Trek news. The first is that uh, the first season of Star Trek Discovery has been announced to g- that it will be airing on primetime television in the USA, not on a streaming service. Um, CBS needed something to fill a hole in its Thursday night lineup. So Thursday nights at 10, starting on September 24th, Star Trek Discovery will be running season one. Um, I think that's uh, I think that's good. Uh, I think it'll grow the audience for that. If people get a, a, a taste of it, they might come back for um, for to CBS All Access to to pay for it. Awesome. Uh, the other news that got announced today is that on said new season of uh, Star Trek Discovery season three. Uh, there are a couple of new characters, and they are officially Star Trek's first non-binary and transgender characters. Hmm. Um, I don't know too much about them. Uh, they oh. are played. Are they 
non but you mean when you say their first characters you mean like what like first main like last they are the characters. franchises and they non-binary are, characters before in Star Trek they are yeah. they are the franchise's first non-binary and transgender regular characters okay regular okay. that's the key there okay yeah um so they are played by um uh Blue Del Barrio is playing the non-binary character Adira, who is described as highly intelligent with a confidence and self-assurance well beyond their years. And uh, they will form an unexpected bond with Stamets and Culver. The other is... Oh, and and uh, Adira will be played by a non-binary actor named Blue Del Barrio. Uh, Ian Alexander is playing the transgender character Gray. Um, and he is best known for, he was on the OA on Netflix. Oh, okay. He played Blackview on, oh, sorry. They played Blackview on, uh, on the OA. Uh, so, and, uh, they are a transgender actor. So we have, uh, transgender and non-binary actors playing transgender and non-binary characters on Star Trek, which is pretty cool. I think that's That's how it should be. My turn? Yes, that is all the Star Trek news I have that's fit to talk about. Awesome. So, my news is Star Wars related, but also Sims 4 related. (laughs) (laughs) So, it was announced uh, yesterday that the new Sims 4 game pack is going to be called Star Wars Journey to Batuu. Uh, And it basically, you can take your Sims to Galaxy's Edge. Um, you have a choice between uh, whether you want to just kind of, I guess, wander around the world or you can join the Resistance or the First Order or the Scoundrels. And there will be different um, activities and, and, and missions that you can do. And eventually you can end up reading or meeting uh, Ray or Kylo Ren, uh, depending on which path you follow. You can you get uh, lightsaber saber skills. You can create your own droid friend to follow you around um and it looks super cool like the aesthetic is very much the aesthetic is very much the sims but it looks a lot like uh galaxy's edge uh, according to kevin who has been there i have not mm-hmm. <laughs> uh dj rex is there um and a whole bunch of other characters so it's coming out on september the 8th i'm I haven't seen the actual gameplay yet. I've just seen the trailers, which are really cool. You should check them out if you like The Sims. And I usually wait till I see some gameplay before I decide if I'm going to buy it or not. Well, I'm going to buy it, but before I decide whether or not to buy it full price or on sale. Uh, but I'm if it's gonna if they're going to make it as a vacation world in The Sims 4 and not just a regular world, then I think I'm going to probably buy it right away. Uh, my huge concern, or main concern, I guess, is that they've got all sorts of interesting skins for aliens in this pack. And the way that uh, The Sims generates NPCs that are called townies uh, is they just randomly grab skin tones, hair, hats, makeup, tattoos, everything from the game, and they generate a, a Sim. And I'm a little worried that I'm going to have some weird-looking Sims walking around my normal world when they should be in the Star Wars world. And I think that's probably one of the main concerns. Well, you don't uh, want Twi'leks for neighbors? Well, uh, I don't want them to only have Twi'lek head 
things when they're like in their fancy clothes and then look normal when they change out of their fancy clothes. Hmm. That's because it's, it'll be a hat, right? That's how the game is going to perceive the, the head things as a hat. So I don't know how they're going to do that, but interesting enough, this they pack, wouldn't, they wouldn't consider it hair. No. Well, they might, but usually I think they already have a Twi'lek in the Sims four and I think it's a hat. Oh, okay. Uh, but interesting enough, the community, the Sims 4 community, has had an extremely negative impact or uh, response to this pack being announced. Um, a lot of people either are not Star Wars fans, or they're not diehard Star Wars fans, or like me, they're concerned that their real-life simulator is going to be uh, too heavily influenced by the Star Wars pack. But I mean... The Sims already has vampires, mermaids. I was gonna say, can't vampires <laughs> have babies? Yeah, aliens. Real life simulator with yeah. vampires and aliens. But you the know, thing is, real life. Those are packs that you can choose to buy, and I mean, so is this. Yeah. But um, the way that they integrate the vampires and the mermaids and the the aliens into the Sims is very subtle, and this is basically just. Like it's it's branded. It's Star Wars. It's just like smack Star Wars. So I think a lot of people Star Wars smack right in the face. (laughs) So a lot of people I think are upset about that. I personally am super excited. As soon as I saw the teaser trailer, I texted Brent and all in caps. Star Wars is in the Sims. Um, So I'm really looking forward to this, and I really love that there's uh, different ways of doing the gameplay. So that's my news. It's coming September the (laughs) eighth. And, uh, yeah, if anybody is interested in hearing me talk more about The Sims 4 and my impressions of them, just let me know, and I can add that into the podcast. (laughs) I watched the YouTube video teaser that you um, put in our group chat, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was amazed at how how much it looked like what was built at Disney World, right down to, like, every shop and restaurant they mentioned – in the video is a real place that you can go to at Disney World. The food that that the character in the video bought is a real food that you can buy at Walt Disney World. You know, the characters that you see there, they showed Vi Marathi and Hondo and uh, those kinds of characters as well. Um, I, I found it pretty fascinating. So somebody, somebody on the Disney uh, the Disney team is is uh, working on that uh, project, I think. So my yeah, guess is, uh, I'm going to go a little bit of the cynical route, uh, EA's license for Star Wars is coming up soon. And is it though? I thought it was a 10-year deal. They I had. didn't think it was 10 years. I thought it, I thought it was less than that. Uh, and they, they have definitely had issues with Disney. Part of me says this is a nice way of trying to appease Disney. It's like, look, we're using the license to promote your park. Yeah, that's why I wanted Kevin to take a look at it, especially is because I wanted to see if it actually looked like the park. Well, I liked when I watched the trailer, I liked the, you know, that you can buy all the stuff to decorate your home to make it actually look more like a Star Wars home. Mm. Yeah. Mm than anything else and say so for those things I watched it I was like this is almost enough to make me want to play the Sims. Now if you um, wanted to do, if you wanted to play the Sims you buy just the base game which is usually sale for like five dollars <laughs> and that pack and that's it. You could have nothing else except for that and it would be just fine. Just saying. The, 
the one major difference between what I saw in the video and what is at Walt Disney World was that they described the area as being divided into three factions, the resistance, the first order, and the smugglers, the scoundrels. Um, I guess you could kind of say that's true, but there's a very definite first order end of the land and a resistance end of the land. Um, I didn't really get the smuggler vibe from the middle, but I guess, I guess you could say that's true. Yeah. The middle is where the, the middle is where the um, Millennium Falcon ride is. The Resistance yeah. end, of course, is where Rise of the Resistance is, and there's not a ride at the First Order end yet. Yeah, this is where I want to see the gameplay uh, to find out how much of it is like just Resistance and just New Order, and maybe the Scoundrels and Afterthought, or mm -hmm. how much of it is how equally balanced it is. I want to know if it's a vacation world or a playable world because The Sims 4, you have uh, vacation worlds where your Sims can basically rent a house and just visit and then they have to go back to their home lot or a playable world is a, is a world where you can purchase a lot and live there. Um, and I want to know just basically what else you can do besides, you know, lightsaber battle and make a droid, which is also cool. So I actually have some late breaking news. Well, as of this recording, late breaking. Ooh. Ooh. Remember a couple of weeks ago when we mentioned that Keanu Reeves was getting into the comic book business? Yep. Mm -hmm. With his comic book that he's co-writing with Matt Kint and uh, drawn by Ron Gurney, which yes. uh, I think is new. I think it, I think he shifted onto it, coming out from Boom. So Boom decided to do like basically like a pre-sale on Kickstarter. So you would buy the the smaller version of it is you would basically prepay for three trades. Um you you'll be getting one in uh September 2021, April 2022, and then September 2022. Now these are like there is like anything Kickstarter. There is exclusive covers. There's limited edition ones, all the way up to the the top thing. Which if you want to pay two thousand four hundred ninety dollars U.S. or more, uh, you get to appear in the comic book and like referred to by name. You get drawn in. Cool and. Uh, does it say how many? Okay, it doesn't say how many. Oh, okay. So that uh, you can't do that anymore. I was wrong. It was limited, and there's all five backers have gotten it. You also get a signed poster that Keanu has done. So uh, this Kickstarter started today, today or yesterday. As of hmm. this recording, it is already at five hundred twenty-eight thousand one hundred fifty-six dollars Canadian. Wow, goal was only sixty five thousand. <laughs> so they they that's why it's more of a pre sale, I guess, than a uh, than an actual like funding thing. Like they're they're already doing the stretch goals and all that stuff. Uh, the the next stretch goal is at uh, six hundred thousand US. So the uh, it's uh, it's interesting. It's it. Keanu's really got some uh, juice behind him. Apparently, I guess to to get this done. And we also know that 
variant covers and all that stuff in the the comic book back issue market is an insane right now. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely nuts. So I guess this is kind of feeding into that. But I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like it just like blew through not huge numbers. <laughs> so um so we'll start off with a mini review of uh New Mutants by Kevin. Kevin, you got to go see it in theater. Uh, I did. You are a big fan of the original comic book. I have a complete run of the original comic book stored away somewhere. One through 100. Do you have the the graphic novel too? Through 100. I have a second or third printing of the graphic novel. And all the annuals. Um, Yeah, I liked the New Mutants when I was a kid. I do too. What did you think of the movie? Ah, um, it is not a typical superhero movie. It is not a superhero team origin story where they eventually team up to defeat the bad guy. It is not that at all. Uh, it, uh, is, it is what they build it as, um, a psychological thriller. It is a, I, I won't use the term horror film, although it does have those sort of tropes to it. Um, it is a movie uh, that is, um, uh, you know, it is, it's going for the scare. It is, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. It is also, you can also see how low the budget was in this film as well. The movie really only has six actors in it. Uh, there's a couple of extras at the beginning, but once, um, once they have gotten Danny Moonstar into the place where they need her to be, her, Magic, Wolfsbane, Sunspot, and Cannonball are the only characters around, plus the Doctor, uh, Doctor Reyes. So those six characters are the only characters in the movie. So you better like them because that's that's who there is to follow. Um, I I won't say it was a great film. But after having not been to a movie in six months, it was an enjoyable afternoon out. Um, and I would put it sort of smack dab in the middle of um, smack dab in the middle of of the list of X Men films as to where it falls quality wise. You know, it's it's not as good as First Class or X Two or Deadpool. But it's much better than X Men Origins Wolverine or X Men Apocalypse. What about X Three? Yeah, I would rank it higher than X Three. Okay. Because to me, that's the worst X Men movie out there. It's X Three. Uh, I don't know. Wolverine Origins is pretty bad. Yeah, but it still has its moments. It has redeeming qualities in it. I think it wouldn't. That's a whole other tension. I won't even bother getting. Yeah, I was going to say, but we could go on this all night. I'm like, but X three has Kelsey Grammer as Beast. I liked Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, as so Beast. do I. <laughs> but uh, okay. I want to mention a little bit about the theater going experience. Yes, please. I had. Um, so you had to buy tickets online before you attended the film. And uh, they said, do not arrive earlier than 15 minutes before your movie starts, which is fine. But 
so you walked into the theater, and I saw this movie at the Galaxy Cinema in Aurelia. You walked into the cinema, and they had hand sanitizer and complimentary masks available to everyone. Um, there was no one checking tickets. I just walked into the theater. No one checked my ticket. Like you didn't um, even get your ticket ripped to go into the theater, like no beyond fans. like nope, nope, jeez, nope. there was no one, there was no one. Um, they only sold twenty six tickets to the screening I was attending, mm-hmm. and people were to sit in the seats that they purchased. No one came in to check or make sure that people were sitting in their assigned seats. Yeah, when you looked at the seating plan, it showed that there were at least there were two rows in between the rows that people were to be sitting in. And there were people sitting in the row right behind me. See, that's Nobody, my main concern. They weren't directly behind me. They were at the other end of the row, but they obviously were not in their assigned seats. Um, or who knows? They might not even have been in the right movie because nobody checked the ticket. <laughs> yeah. See, that, so, that kind of makes me not want to go to the movies. Now, granted, each theater might be different and, each crew might be different too. You might go on a different night and everybody's like being strict with the rules. But yeah. that's that doesn't instill much faith in me. I, th- no. I I'm thinking maybe drive in. I might I, I might Jen and I may consider going to the drive in at some point. Well there before were trailers, it gets too cold. There were trailers for movies I want to see. Um so Oh yeah, what were the trailers? Wonder Woman, Black Widow. Those were the big ones, and they had November dates on them. Both both films did. Yeah, they haven't budged yet. No. So we'll see. Okay. Um, yeah. um, I I I can completely see in another couple weeks New Mutants. Uh, well, maybe not. New Mutants was number one at the box office this weekend. Yeah, it's gonna win act the Oscar for best picture. <laughs> no, um, it it made over four million dollars. picture. Like wow, we're back to that territory. New Mutants made four million dollars. Oh, I thought like, I read seven million dollars. Well, maybe seven. Uh, maybe it went up. But I, I know Bill and Ted's uh, was only like one point five, one point seven, something like that. Yeah. It's hmm. uh, it, it just you know the amount of screens it's on and where and people being able to see them is. Apparently, and, Bill and, and Ted's did you know, win the so. drive-in contest. Like, they made most of their money off of drive-in screens. Cool. Mm. Speaking of which, there's a segue for you. We all saw Bill and Ted face the music. We uh, we all saw them at home, which is something you can do, too. You can rent the film at home, or you can go and see it at the drive-in and certain cinemas. Um... Let's start with uh, Ryan. What did you think of the movie? I loved the movie. I thought it was oh, okay. everything I wanted out of this movie. It was uh, great. Point, I was thoroughly entertained. Point of order. I have not seen the movie. Oh. I did not have a chance to watch it. I, I'm uh, sorry. Oh. Uh, but, it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's cool. Go ahead. Spoil away. I'm cool. Oh, we don't need to spoil it. No, we, I wasn't going to do much in the way of spoilers. Oh. I, I might have. <laughs> I'll try not to. It's cool. Do what you got it. Um, so they they do good work in referencing the original movies 
and tying them into this one mm. without being uh, like blunt over your head, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm not so good with words. So I absolutely, I loved, I loved it. I got uh, everything that I wanted from the movie, or at least that I kind of was like hope movie because you know it's Bill and Ted. You can only hope for for so much, and uh, and and this exceeded my actions. Like I I enjoyed the whole movie. I never once started to doze off like I do when I watch movies lately. Uh, it was uh, it was yeah, thoroughly enjoyable. They referenced the the first two movies and their little time traveling hijinks. Uh, their daughters uh, are involved. Like, well, the whole family that the wives are involved. Yeah. Um, there's some nice. Uh, there's a nice gag right at the beginning of the movie that just you know, will make you shake your head. Uh, uh, the, the, it involves a wedding. I'll just leave it there. Uh, there's some nice references to George Carling. And a little like memorial to his character. Yeah, and uh, which, was, which was nice. As a side note, apparently his uh, George Carlin's real life daughter, who is like the keeper of his estate, is in the film. Like, has a she's one of the future people. Apparently. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and then like the way that they had so the new time traveling person was Rufus's daughter, who came back to talk to Bill and Ted. So I thought that was a nice little, little bit, you know, to keep things moving. Right? Says, well, how, how are they going to address George Carling not being around? Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, all in all, I enjoyed the movie. I would recommend it. Okay. When you guys, when you guys saw it, what did you think? So Jen, um, I will give her credit. She called the, the, I main, called it. the main plot twist right off of the, the trailer. I called it. Jen, what did you think of the movie? <laughs> as soon as I saw that the daughters were going to be in it, I'm like, I know how this movie ends. <laughs> uh, but even though that I was, I was a little disappointed about that. But even though I called it, um, I really liked it. I thought it was very entertaining. Um, I have the original Bill and Ted in, oy, forever. But like you were saying, Ryan, um, they did a really good job of recapping it without making you feel like, okay, come on, we've seen this movie. It doesn't matter. Like they hit all the salient plot points right away. They did. uh, I really liked the homage to the old stuff. It made me go, oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, I really liked the the two actresses who played the daughters. I think that they did an excellent job mimicking Bill and Ted. Yes. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. the characters, Bill and Ted, not Keanu Reeves and... and, uh, yeah, other guy. Alex they were, Alex they were very much their father's daughters. Yes, and they did a good job of being their father's daughters. Um, I really, I really liked Rufus's daughter, uh, Kristen Shaw. I love her in everything, and I was really happy to see her. And, and I think she did a good job. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I found it very entertaining. Even though the ending, I was like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is that non-spoilery enough? Yeah. I, I just Yay. have one question. I have one question. Yeah. Were there strange doings at the Circle K? No. Uh, um, I'm not even sure we see a Circle K in the entire film, to be honest. 
But why I forget what's that? I forget what that that's is. where they that's where they get into the the phone booth the first time in the original. They're in the parking lot of a Circle K. Oh, yeah. Um. Ooh. Oh, I guess that's why I couldn't afford the branding to get Circle K. Yeah, or Circle K couldn't afford to get their branding in the movie. Circle yeah. K is now a Canadian uh, company. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess it's my turn. Uh, I liked it. Um, I I have some nitpicky things with it, but overall it was pretty good. I think like we we've talked a lot in in this podcast, like in previous episodes, about how something feels. Like it, like it, lower decks is an example. Like we all kind of agree, even though it's fairly ridiculous, it feels mm. like a Star Trek product because it was made with love by the people who are making it who like they have a genuine genuine affection for Star Trek and I get the same feeling with this movie like as much as like it, it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen I really get the feeling that um, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves wouldn't have done it unless it was good like yeah. Keanu Reeves especially has no reason to to do anything that he doesn't want to at this point. <laughs> so, like he, he knows how what kind of a paycheck he's getting from John Wick four and five. He he can do whatever the hell he wants, and he wanted to do this movie, and I think that shows on screen. And I also think the the two daughters as well uh, did a great job, like Jen said, especially when. Um, Bill's daughter, Ryan, do you know where you've seen her before? Which one's that? The blonde. Off the top of my head, no. She is in Guns Akimbo. You know, the movie with Daniel Radcliffe? She's the psycho drug addict chick who's killing everybody. Oh, really? trying to kill him? Yeah, I was really amazed when it turned out that's who it was. Oh. So, to her credit... That girl's got a little bit of range on her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm curious to see where she goes next. Um, the the other th- curious thing that I saw in, in like just on my my social media feeds is I liked it. I I wouldn't like. I I guess I would have been okay with seeing it in the theater. I kind of kind of like think it would have been good in the drive-in too, but. Um, people who really, really seem to like it on my feed are parents. Like, and not like just that they were able to show their kid. It, I, I don't, I don't have any correlation from it. But the uh, Snowhawk cosplay really liked it. And uh, another gentleman that I was talking to via email this afternoon, he really dug it, dug it too. And they both have kids about kind of. Like you know, the, in similar age brackets, and I wonder if it's more to do with even like, if you think about that they can like, relate to it a little bit. Well, yeah. if they can relate to to Bill and Ted, like they did when they were younger, being all like, "Oh, dude, dude," and now they're like these older, you know, the older versions, and yeah. And the the only other the thing that I think they could have done better is maybe that's just me is I associate Bill and Ted and uh, music specifically rock music 
And I think there was a lot of wasted opportunity to use music in the film, like actual songs and uh, performances and stuff like that, that than what they ended up doing. I thought the score was kind of lackluster in that. And that sort of took away from the film for me, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. since I went on Spotify this afternoon and pulled up the soundtrack and I was surprised to see, like, it has a full soundtrack. You don't really get those in movies now just because rights and shit is expensive. They they come along every once in a while like Guardians, but it, it's not like when we were kids in the 90s where every movie would have, like, a soundtrack or two mm-hmm. or maybe even three or four. And I was surprised that, like, there's a song by Mastodon on the soundtrack called Rufus Lives that I'm like, why isn't this in the movie somewhere? (laughs) But other than, like, and these are nitpicky things. Other than that, I enjoyed it. Like, it was a lot of fun. Kind of like what Ryan said. If you're going in expecting something other than a Bill and Ted movie, why are you seeing this in the first place, really? But the uh, overall, it it was it was a lot of fun, and I I think William Sadler's death is still my favorite side character of the entire franchise. Oh yeah, he was great. He he was fantastic in Bogus. Oh, is he Journey. back? Oh yeah, he's back. And the makeup makes him look like he didn't age a day because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, death is great. Uh, is it Ted's dad? Yeah, he's one of the other returning actors. Is is great in it. Like, yeah. They didn't they didn't pull everybody back. I imagine there's various reasons for that. Yeah. Uh the the uh the two wives are different actors. The uh the the Ted's brother Deacon is played by a different actor as well. But oh, the okay. uh Yeah, well, and, how and would you well, really? He was like 8 the last time we saw him. <laughs> And Station isn't in this movie either. He, he is mentioned movie. though. By is Kid, yeah, Kid Cudi mentions it. I didn't, I didn't catch the mention of Station. Yeah, I don't remember who Station is. They That's were from the, Mars. The alien. There's There's the alien? alien. Yeah, they and were in heaven and, and and meet him. Yeah, in uh, see, I have no memory of that at all. Oh, uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey. That's two aliens or three aliens that merge into one. Yeah. Station. Nope. No, no idea. And uh, and uh, like you know, there was a bunch of cameos in it by musicians from various bands. One of the the great leaders of the future is uh, one of the guys from um, Arcade Fire, and mm. <laughs> so overall, like I- enjoyable. Um, definitely a rental price for me. I don't know full theater. I, I then maybe. And all the major um, rental VOD services have it, I assume. Yeah. I can get it from Apple or yeah. Cineplex or I Google think it's even available YouTube. on YouTube, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I say go watch Bill and Ted. I say go watch it, too. If you liked the first two, you'll like this one. That's true. It's we didn't what... even mention Dennis. <laughs> the robot. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't know if it goes into too much spoiler territory if we we talk about it. Just leave it at that. We'll just leave it at Dennis the robot. There's Dennis the robot robot. from the future. Yeah. 
All righty. And that brings us towards the close of yet another episode of the show. Um, we'll go around the table for geek picks and... Uh, also, uh, we'll start with Kevin. Kevin, also remind people of your Star Trek podcast and where they can find it. Yes. So um, Galaxy Class is part of the United Federation of Podcasts Network. And uh, we just did another one of our head-to-head. We call them Batleth Battles, where we pitted the episode The Masterpiece Society against the episode... Um, uh, it was a Klingon episode that I cannot remember the name of right at the, oh. off the top of my head. Fail. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you can uh, you can find that uh, wherever you find find podcasts. You can also uh, hear me on Stage Whispers, which is a podcast about local theater. Episode two of that just went up last Friday. I'm very proud of that one. It's a uh, I I really am enjoying working on that show and uh, providing some uh, some uh, theatrical content to people who are starved for for um, live theater again. So yeah, those are those are what I'm working on. Yeah. So what the hell, what's also yeah, you geek want a geek pick? pick. <laughs> <laughs> geek pick. Um, I have. Have you been watching that new documentary series on Netflix called High Score? No. A I, lot I want like, to crack it's into it. It's a lot it. like the films that made us or the toys that made us, but for video games. Mm. I have watched the first three episodes, and they deal with um, the history of Atari in the first one. Uh, the second one is about the rise of Nintendo, and the third episode is about uh, the rise of the computer game phenomenon, specifically when it came to role-playing games. Uh, you get to see inside Lord British's... Um, uh, he made all the Ultima games, yep. and um, Ken and Roberta, um, who, made the, who did all the Sierra Online games, they're big focuses of episode three as well. So I'm really quite enjoying it. I'm not a huge video gamer now, but those games of the of the eighties, uh, those were my jam. So um, I highly recommend High Score on Netflix. Cool. Uh, Ryan, what's your geek pick this week? Uh, so as you know, my ongoing travels through the TV listings of Crave. Now that I have access to it. Uh, I have started watching uh, Silicon uh, Silicon Valley. Uh-huh. Uh I'm on. I think I'm almost done season two, and uh, it's been pretty. It's been pretty good. I'm enjoying it. So uh, that's you know, it's, it's a good. You know, it's a different kind of geeky pick than a uh, geeky stuff that I'm used to because it's all more a uh, much more techy geek. Yeah. Than my kind of than my normal geek. But uh, no, it's it's a good, it's well done, it's well acted and well written. Uh, I'm enjoying it, so that's my geek pick. As somebody who has worked at for a startup in the past, I can tell you without a doubt that those people really exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far of an exaggeration. Oh no, I imagine it's not. I I, I have seen a guy who is definitely my boss, or what, or like not my current boss, like. A boss in a previous job that in I a previous had. life, yeah, yeah. He, he like and like it's kind of like comic book guy, right? Is yeah. the reason why comic book guy? There's so many rumors on who he's based off of, is because there's a lot of comic book guy out there. 
But uh, Jen, mm-hmm. what is your geek pick for this week? Uh, well, before I talk about my geek pick, just want to remind everybody about Sailor Snacking, the awesome podcast that Tracy and I do, where we talk about episodes of the 1990s Sailor Moon show and have a yummy snack. This past one, we had Kevin on it, and it was a pretty good episode. I thought it was awesome. It was fun. Um, it so. was easy to edit. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> that's all Brent cares about. Yep. <laughs> no, it was a good show, but it, 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 the quality of the episode improves for me it, the less work I have to do on it. <laughs> that's awesome. So my geek pick um, is a book called Chosen Ones by Veronica Roth. And I have not finished reading it yet. I'm not even halfway through it. And it's very good. So I'm, I got out of the library and I don't know if I'm going to finish it before it's due. But I'm going to try. <laughs> it's my goal for this weekend is to finish this book. Anyway, uh, as far as I've gotten so far, it's about um, a group of heroes. So what happens was 10 years ago, a being showed up out of the blue called the Dark One. And, like, started destroying people. And this secret government agency had a prophecy that they knew about. And they the prophecy also told about the Chosen One who was destined to stop him. And it turned out Chosen Ones because the prophecy was vague enough it could apply to a lot of people. So they got a team together of five people to fight the Dark One. This isn't the book. This is just the history. So this book takes place 10 years after the Dark One is defeated, and it talks about these five heroes who never wanted to be heroes and how they're kind of coping with their lives as saviors of the world, especially the main character, Sloan, who had absolutely no desire to ever become a hero, didn't want anything to do with magic or the Dark One, and has severe PTSD, and how she's kind of coping with her life and reintegrating into society. Um, and then a really big plot twist comes that I'm not going to say, and it turns out that they once again have to save the world again. And they don't want to. Well, at least Sloane doesn't want to, because it's mostly through her perspective. Hmm. So it's a very interesting take on um, on the, the superhero genre about, you know, Yes, so, you know, you get these wonderful people who come and save the world, but, like, after they save the world, what happened? How how are they coping? How are they getting through life? What's happened? What's going on? So I really like that aspect of it, and I think that is a very interesting um, perspective for them to do. So that's what, it's my geek pick, even though I'm not finished it, because I really am curious to see where they're going to go with this theme, and uh, I encourage everybody to read it, and hopefully the ending isn't terrible. all right i guess it's my turn then uh you can tune into 89.1 max fm every thursday night at 9 p.m to hear me uh play lots of industrial goth and weird music um it's uh become uh, a lot of fun i'm I'm really enjoying doing it i heard i heard it i heard something about that show this week oh did you i heard you got fan mail Oh yeah, yes, I did. I got my first piece of fan mail and a couple requests that from the the same person. So I'm gonna try and work that in there. And 
Uh, I do do plugs for this show on a couple episodes, so hopefully there will be Woo. some crossover at some point. Um, yeah, so that the, every Thursday night, 89.1 Max FM, if you uh, go to their website, there's a link to listen to it live in case you're not in, like, near Aurelia. <laughs> it cuts out around Highway 89, so uh, going south at any rate. But, uh, yeah, um, for my geek pick... I'm uh, I'm actually going with something that ties into our news and ties into a friend of ours. Uh, I I had thought about asking our good friend Nate Milton to to join us to talk about Chadwick Boseman, um, as cliched as it might seem. It, but at the same time, Nate uh, was on our Black Panther podcast, and he's he's a friend of the show. Uh, but Nate went ahead and did a, his own show on it, and it's quite good. He did a kind of a, a a train of thought on sort of Black Panther and what it means to him and Chadwick Boseman and just sort of the state of the world at the same time. And you can find that over at the Kings of Sport Patreon. It's uh, don't get the, if you want to listen to Nate talk about it. It's not a big deal. It's you don't even for that one. They made the episode free, but it's on the Patreon feed. So you have to go to their Patreon site, but you can click on it and listen it to there without putting any money in it. It's uh, it, it's worth it. And Nate's a great podcaster, and he did a a very very good job of summing up everything. So very cool. Yeah, and and you know I, I dig Nate. So <laughs> if I can, push oh, I had other... a great time. I had a great time chatting with Nate last week when we had him on that special episode that uh, that we just released, uh, talking about DC Fandom. I, uh, yeah, it was great to have Nate on the show. So yeah, yeah, and, uh, fun. And beyond that, uh, my other geek pick is going back to one of Jen's is uh, Transformers vs. My Little Pony, or well, I guess it's not verse. <laughs> well, some of it's verse. Um, this is the kind of stuff that I like in crossovers these days. I like fun, I like ridiculous, and I like owning the ridiculous. Like that, they, they, they make no bones about it. This is this is silly, and they have fun with it. It's a and to that end, I bought the uh, the He Man and the Masters of the Multiverse book today for the exact same reason. So it's a <laughs> the cover of the latest issue has Grimlock and Spike the Dragon. <laughs> it's what more can you ask for? Nice. Other than a toy line, <laughs> give me some toys to match up with it. <laughs> Next, now, do they look any different? Do they not? All can you not already just put your transformers with Jen's My Little Ponies? And oh, match I, up yeah, I suppose so. the The transformers in the book are very cartoony. Like they they match up more. We've done that with the. Uh, yeah, we did that with Galactus. We made Fluttershy Galactus's herald. Nice. <laughs> It's it's almost at the right scale too. It just worked well in pictures. Because we're nerds. Yeah. Yep. Next week, yeah. um, I do have an idea, but I haven't uh, passed it along to the others yet, or in two Ooh. weeks, I should say. But next week is another episode of Sailor Snacking, so mm-hmm. we we just keep Yay! throwing the content at you one after. Is another. this Ryan's episode? Uh, I don't. Hang on. Keep talking, and I'll look. I want to say Ryan's is a week or two after Kevin's. I didn't think he was oh, right okay. away after. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. I, I can't remember. Hang yeah. on. Let me see who's next. 
I have to load up the spreadsheet because I am an that's, organized that's person awesome. who has everything all listed out on a spreadsheet. Of course you and, are. Oh, nope. The next episode is Karina. Ah, good. And our snack is Dalgona Latte, which was actually pretty mm. good, even though I'm not a huge fan of drinking coffee. Mm. Ryan is going to be on on October the 5th. Ooh. Oh, and good times will be had. Yep. <laughs> So tune into that and tune into our next episode in two weeks where we'll be uh, talking about uh, something. Where oh, we will. We need to do another uh, long box of doom soon. Oh, yeah, that might be an idea, too. Well, we'll discuss and we'll come back. And hopefully you will, too, to another episode Sounds of good. True North Nerds. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at truenorthnerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.